0: Hey, 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 Mitch Talk, episode number two, I'm on a roll, episode number two, yes, that is me playing the piano in the background, a good friend of mine who (laughs) happened to uh, listen to episode number one, I had made a comment during the episode about, wow, I wish I had a piano that I could play real quick while people were kind of getting themselves ready to do something I had asked, and of course I didn't have a keyboard, and my friend said, yeah, yeah. Why don't you have a keyboard set up when you do your podcast? I mean, you play, uh, you play, you know, not everyone can play. People wish they would have kept playing piano and you still can learn. I want you to know that for everyone out there who just shook their head and said, no, I can't. You can, you can still learn to play the piano and I can even help you with that. If you want help, I love the idea of teaching people to play who feel like it's too late they can't play anymore i'm telling you right now that it is not true i can teach you anyway i digress a little bit um mitch talk episode number two i met a gardener who is not gardening I mean, I'm not saying a song's going to roll out of this episode. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying it's not. It could happen because it's something I've wanted to dabble into, and I may do it right here in public in front of everybody, right? I met a man recently who's a gardener who's not gardening. I ran into this gentleman a couple days ago. I had actually known this gentleman, at least I had his acquaintance some 16, 17 years ago when Kristen and I lived here in South Orange and I kind of recognized him and he introduced himself, kind of reintroduced himself after a 16 year time period. And, you know, I said, yeah, I remember you from when I was here the first time with my family. I said, you know, what is it you do now? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm the janitor I'm the janitor and I said is that what you always did when I first met you no. and his eyes lit up I was a gardener then I was a gardener for this facility and over the years they needed me to do more and more things and people retired and people left the job and now I'm kind of in charge of the entire facility and I'm the janitor specifically he said i'm the sexton which is a kind of church word for a janitor sexton i don't know where the word comes from but it's a church word for the uh, facilities caretaker maybe let's look at it that way the facilities caretaker and he didn't say it with a lot of excitement and a lot of pride and i said to him well do you not get to garden anymore no there's there's no time for that There's no time for that, he said. And I thought, yeah, but you really lit up when you said, I used to be a gardener. I used to do gardening around here. You kind of lit up your countenance. That's a great word. I should look up what the word countenance actually means. I like the word countenance. I think that's a great word. Your countenance changed. You were, you had kind of a, a little lilt in your voice when you said that. And quite frankly, a little sadness when I pushed you further to ask if you're still gardening. And you said, no, there's no time for that right now. There are other things to get done, right? And I thought about that. Because as those of you who have heard my Mitch Talks before, I'm often posting something. I'm a composer. Well, what do composers do? They compose. A friend of mine is a master pumpkin carver. Do you know what master pumpkin carvers do? They carve pumpkins. Do you know what electricians do? They do electrician stuff. Gardener's garden. Cooks cook crocheters crochet. Now, some of what may be happening is you may be thinking to yourself, yeah, that's fine, Mitch, but a lot of those aren't going to bring any income in. We're so income driven. Believe me, I'm in that place right now. As I shared, it is uh, it, it is August 18th, 2021. So we are in, you know, what's feeling like a second time tidal wave of the pandemic with the Delta virus right now. It feels like a, a second wave is coming. So I understand being driven by income, the industry that I make my living in, musical theater performing, has really taking, taken a hit, especially here on the East Coast. Uh, Broadway closed, Again, you heard me say this the other day, Broadway closed some 16, 17 months ago. And it is it is coming back. It's, it's rearing its head through the dirt of pandemic that has been put over top of it. And there are shows that are certainly trying to make a comeback and trying to get New York going again, get the theater scene going again, the arts scene going again. And I wish every one of them the best. I hope they are able to break through that dirt and soar to the sky uh, and that people are excited to come back to the New York area to go see theater. Um, So I understand the need for income. I also understand that it seems to be, maybe this is a worldly thing. I'm not a world traveler. It seems to be an American thing to... Equate value with money. Value with income. That's kind of a funny phrase to equate value with money. Money is a thing that assesses value, right? A dollar equals a dollar. You can buy this ice cream cone for a dollar. You give me a dollar, I give you the ice cream cone. That's value right there, right? My piece of paper was worth that ice cream cone. And... I wonder if the word value needs to be changed. Um, A crocheted, my mom, who has passed away some 10, 12 years ago now, my mom was a knitter. My mom was a crocheter. And we all have a couple of pieces of my mom's knitting and crocheting that she did over the years. That has a tremendous value to me. I don't suppose it probably has a lot of monetary value. I know that for me and my siblings and my children and my wife, there's an emotional value to that that doesn't really have a number on it. There's no number you can put on that blanket when you take it out and You kind of remember either my mom crocheting it or my mom knitting it or getting it as a Christmas present, a birthday present, getting some new hat and mittens from my mom that she knitted and I would watch her knit them. A lot of value in that. I can't assess that in terms of money. The gardener doesn't garden, at least not at this particular location. Now, he may garden at home. I don't know. We didn't get into the conversation that deep about whether or not he gardens at home. A gardener who doesn't garden. I mean, I guess you would say, well, then you're not a gardener anymore. Hmm. I don't know about that. inside of him, he's still a gardener, right? Passion is passion. Um, Passion is passion. And inside of him, he's a gardener. He knows things about gardening that I'll never know. I don't have a passion for that, but he does have a passion for it. And I could tell that by the way he said it when I asked him. And again, like I said, kind of the sadness that came over his voice when He said he doesn't really do that anymore for that location. Again, he may garden at home. He may have a beautiful garden at home, and he just misses getting to do it in other places. So a gardener who doesn't garden, you would say, well, they're no longer a garden. Well, how about they're no longer a garden for this season, for this moment in time? Maybe they're not a gardener to make a living. Maybe they don't bring money in being a gardener, but... There's still a passion there. I'm a composer. I'm sitting here playing the piano while I talk. I just enjoy doing it. Hopefully it's not too distracting. I just kind of enjoy doing it. My compositions haven't sold anything. I don't know that I've made very much money off anything I've written. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day. I think... I think we have this right, that Van Gogh either sold one painting while he was alive or zero paintings while he was alive, right? That doesn't diminish what he did, it just means that he didn't sell anything. I don't know that my compositions have brought in a tremendous amount of money yet, and I'm still a composer. I mean, I'm still a composer because I compose. I love to compose. I have a passion for composing. I don't compose every day. That's on me. That's not on composing. That's on me to get to the composing every day, right? I sure love sitting around the piano and just fiddling around while I talk. I enjoy that I get to do this. So maybe it's just not for this season that the gardener is not gardening. And that always brings me back to the same place that I often go with um, my Mitch Talks. What are you? What are you doing? What are you doing that you're not doing right now? Again, that doesn't diminish the passion you have inside of you. A a good friend of mine posted on Facebook recently that she had auditioned for a, a play in her community. And she thanked me in the, Post, which meant so much to me because she reflected on a time when I had seen her years earlier and I asked her how things were going. And I while I don't remember the exact conversation, I suspect that what happened was that at some point through some sentence or form of a sentence, she shared that um, she missed performing. She missed doing theater And I can hear myself saying something like, do you have a theater where you live? Do you have a community theater where you live? Do you have an organization where you live that does theater, a local college, a local church? Perhaps you could audition for one of them. I suspect it probably took some guts on her part to do that to step up to the plate and and put on that scary audition situation because you're putting yourself out there really k- kind of naked, if you will. Forgive me if, if this got a little too PG-13 right there. But when you audition for anything, you're really putting your gifts out there, whether you're singing or dancing or acting. You're putting your gifts out there and saying, wow, I really hope this is good enough that I get included in the event. That's why I'm auditioning. I'd like to be a part of your event. I'd like to be part of the team. That's why I stood here with a bat on my shoulder at batting practice because I think you have to bat to be on the baseball team. I'd really like to be on the baseball team. I may not be the best batter, but I'd like to be on the baseball team. Well, you got you to gotta bat when you're on the baseball team, or at least show them that you can bat. No, maybe you're not Babe Ruth. Maybe you're not the number one hitter, but it's part of the deal, right? So I suspect she put on her audition attitude. She prepared herself properly for her audition, and she auditioned. Um, I'm pretty sure she even got cast. I, I don't know the answer to that. I'll have to look or pursue that further. I think she got cast, and that feels good. Wow, that feels good. Holy boly bowly, that feels good to be cast when you audition. But I'm willing to say that I'm not sure that's the only reason she auditioned. I'm willing to say that she auditioned because she likes to perform and wanted the chance and understood that in order to get back into that field, you have to show up at the audition, right? So the gardener who's not gardening... I bet he has an appreciation for a garden when he drives by it. I bet he can see a garden and say, wow, look at that um, hollyhock bush. I'm totally making that up. What I know about gardening couldn't fill anything. But I wonder if the gardener drives by and says, wow, look at those hedges. Look at that tree. Look at that bush. Look at that annual look at the like he knows the names and it excites him and he gets excited about it and maybe he says to the people in his car or he says to someone who's walking by hey did you see that beautiful hydrangea bush on the neighbor's yard it's really beautiful you should go take a look at it i know what it takes to make that grow like that and that's a lot wonder if the gardener maybe beeps his horn when someone's out there with their trowel digging in the dirt and says, you go girl. I mean, I, I doubt he says, you go girl. It's a very Mitch thing, but I wonder if he says, wow, thank you for doing that. Look at what you're doing. That's awesome. You're awesome for doing that. So inside he's still a gardener, right? Inside you're still an actor Inside, you're still a cook. Inside, you're still a volleyball player, right? You're a tennis player. Whatever your thing is, whatever excites you that makes you passionate is what it's about, right? So I'm just going to play for a minute or two here. Um, What are you passionate about? Are you able to nourish that with an action. Totally took that from a real good friend of mine who said, take an action, Mitch. That's why I started doing these podcasts. Uh, Take an action. I'm taking an action. Uh, Not looking for an end result. Just took an action though, because it's passionate in me. It's something I really want to do. It's kind of like my teaching piano. I really want to do that. And I need to try and figure out a way that I could do that in today's world. What are you passionate about? What could you do to tickle that passion alive a little bit, right? Give that passion some legs. Is it a community kind of a thing? Like my friend with the theater, I want to be performing. So she found an organization in her town where she could audition. If there's something you want to do, maybe um, take a second and welcome that passion back out and say, Hey, it's been a while. Thanks for still being there. You're always inside me, and I know that. So thanks for being there for me. It's been a while. How about we uh, take you out and dust you off a little bit and let's see what's there. There might be something there. Hey, have an incredible day. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing this. I'm enjoying doing it. I'm going to play just for a minute or two to kind of wrap this up. Um, Thanks, everybody. I appreciate it. Here's a little, uh, little piano stuff just for you to have something to think about. Thank you.